0: look good and not be bummy? Yo you better give me that money perfect 10 podcast and now your hosts ralphie may and lana turner
1: hi guys this is lana turner you're listening to the perfect 10 podcast and filling in today for ralphie is matt kershyn
2: hey i think i'm pretty much i'd say i'm an almost exact substitute for ralphie
1: I think so. I think you feel the same the person, void. same
2: physique. If you hadn't said right at the beginning, filling in for Ralphie, they would have just assumed nothing had happened. You, you've screwed yourself there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, we've let the cat out of the we bag. We could
2: have, we could have bluffed it all the way through.
1: <laughs> well, let's just pretend, Ralphie. How was your week?
2: I can't believe you don't know that we're married. We've been married. For, we've got kids <laughs> together, and you're just asking me now on air.
1: I don't. I probably see you more than I do him <laughs> these <laughs> days. So, <laughs> hmm. anyhow. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Matt my is pleasure. a very, very talented comedian. Thank you. And um, like Last Comic Standing and touring the world.
2: Yeah, it's it's been fun. Now sort of stuck in L.A. It's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> <Wedged> <laughs> you can't get LA. home. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> a one-way ticket. I'm just trying to do enough shows so I can find my way back to England. <laughs> I I don't have the mentality to do anything illegal. I, I just, I freak out. Like I can't, a fr- a good, like a good friend of mine, uh, It used to shoplift as a kid and like and she was talking about that and we were in we were in a place we're in this hotel together doing some shows and there was this like sex convention uh like people who were selling sex toys and that kind of thing that was like in the convention hall on the side of the hotel and she was like, hey let's go and take a look and there were security people on the door. And I was like, "Uh how? And she just went, it's easy. And she just walked straight up and just breezed on through like Look, said something, half said something to the people on the door and walked on through as if she belonged there and I just kind of went, oh, I'm with her and skipped on, but like I can't do that kind of, like I can't front, I don't have the ability to front things out in that situation. But well, you snuck into a sex convention? Well it was, just, like it wasn't even, like it was the least sexy thing in the world. It was the people who sell dildos to the sex shops, so that was like there was. So no they were r- happy
1: to have you come in and potentially buy a dildo. I don't think but, but that they were. But it was like
2: the wholesalers. So it, like everyone involved in that convention thing were the wholesale people. They were like the manufacturers and and the people who run the the stores. Uh, so we we walking around pretending to be. that. Did you get a discount dildo? I lost it about. <laughs> A minute before I was rumbled.
1: So you only lasted a minute? What do you mean? You had to, like, I, I lasted a minute. Were you minute overwhelmed before? by all the plastic penises? No, or no just not
2: at all. Like, that bit of it, fine. But just the, <laughs> I'm not meant to be here. I'm kind of breaking the rules. Like, the second. Um, were you supposed to buy tickets to go in and pay? No, you or were was supposed to be, like, you know, the people who were there were there for th- two days. And they were part of, like, the whole convention. You all know, oh, got it. They were, it, were, it was like any convention. So they all had their laminates and everything, and they all were representing, like, I work for this wholesaler, or I work for this chain of stores, or this is what I do, or I sell this product product and um and i just like one person engaged me in conversation he was trying to sell i think it was like those extends pills that they are always <laughs> advertising on late night tv and he was giving the whole sales spiel and then he went who are you here with and i just went oh i'm just here i <laughs> sort of bolted like i just i can't i can't do that i don't but like, even at school like i i can't i can't lie in a situation where like i i was never the kid who was able to go like so what are you guys doing in here? Oh, Mr. Jenkins told us that we had to go here and pick up this thing. Like, I was <laughs> never the one ready with the excuse. I was always like that. I don't... James? Like, I just... I just... I don't... I can't do it. I can't do it. I couldn't... I can't be a criminal. Like, I think that's why... Like... I never had any kind of criminal past through lack of ability, rather lack of desire. Right. Well,
1: I would imagine, though, if you wanted to try and get away with something, you probably would, because you've got such a sweet manner.
2: I yeah, but yeah, I also crumble in under that kind of pressure. Like I've been questioned by immigration before, and even when I have the right, like, I've got the visa that that allows me. But to But you feel like you're going to
1: be like you automatically think, oh, I've done something wrong. Totally. Like in
2: <laughs> that kind of authority. I've, I got pulled over once when I was driving from Toronto to Michigan uh, and uh, on the border, the guy questioned what the type of visa was I had and I got sent into the next room. <laughs> oh, and that's that scary though. It's totally scary but there are certain people who are able to just be, even when they don't have the right documentation, are able just to kind of brazen like it out. Like, ju- yeah. Not me. I can't... I don't have that ability and then luckily, this was shortly after Last Comic Standing and one of the other guys, like one of the other border guys, uh, recognized me. Oh,
1: and so you and got through on that?
2: And so He's I, like, you're
1: not a terrorist, you're a cop. Well, the second that happened, I was,
2: I was relaxed. Like the second there was someone who recognized me and made me aware of that, then I was like, okay, I've got an ally in the room. And you know when you've got like an ally in that situation, you're like, okay, he's going to, I'll keep going back to him. He's my safety net. But until that happened, I was, you know, I had the sort of back sweat and the, and the nerves, and they take away your phone as well. So I was going like I might not. I've got a gig in Michigan in six hours' time, and I might not be able to do it. And I have no way to let the club know that this might be an issue.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: And I, I can't. Yeah. Again, there are the, you know, those. Sort of wait, 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 I gotta stop
1: you. Can you say can't like three times again? Just say I can't.
2: I can't. You want can't like c a n t? Yeah. Like. Can't. I can't. 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 Can't.
1: can't. 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 <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we interviewed a few months ago. Oh, well, first off, have you ever been to um, Sal's Comedy Hall?
2: I haven't where is that? It's a it's
1: a comedy club and a really good restaurant down on Melrose and okay. it's because it's the whole we've done a couple of interviews with this comedian Toby Hicks there uh-huh. um well we did our first one a couple of months ago and um and then now we have our follow up with him um so he started out in in like a state prison and then ended up in federal prison so we got the state prison version the last time now And then he kicked
2: it up a level. Yeah,
1: listen to this. This is the state prison penitentiary whatever it's called story out of Toby Hicks. So check this out. Okay.
0: Ten.
1: I'm here in the hole with Toby Hicks, Sal's Comedy Hole, that is. Toby, it's so good to see you.
0: Good to see you again.
1: So last time um, you were talking, you brought us up to the point in your life to which you were in um, state penitentiary, but not federal. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should start from there.
0: Yeah, when I went to federal prison, uh, it's it's ironic uh I was charged, as they call it, committing white-collar crimes. It's like, who even came up with the name? It's like white-collar. Whenever you hear white-collar, just know that that means that white people can commit crimes (laughs) and barely go to jail for it. That's what that means. It's It's a
1: fancier crime. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And um, the state prison was for drugs. And then, you know, obviously... uh, when I got out of there and I, you know, seen how hard the, the cocaine sentences were, or whatever, I said, Hey, I gotta get a new hustle. So that's when I got into the white collar crime. Like me and my buddies, we were doing identity theft before people knew what it was. You know, we're yeah, they the... could identify yes, who the yes, identity theft. yes. What? I had a friend of mine, he uh, he graduated at you know at the top of his class from UCLA and he's never had a job one day in his life. His parents paid all this money for him to go to UCLA. He was a great student, very intelligent, and he was the the brains of that part of the operation. And uh, I basically handled the street part of it. And like I said, remember, I don't know if you could recall, remember the old, when the check cashings, before you could go into check cashing and and we were the reason why they start locking the doors. When they would lock the door on someone because they had a bad check, we were the reason why. Because we were sending so many people in with checks, and we were doing counterfeit and everything at that time. So we we're making a killing.
1: What, how? And, what, no, you kind of lost me. So what, what was the what was the hustle? Like you had a fake a counterfeit. We did everything.
0: Identity theft. We were tapping into people's bank accounts. We were oh, counterfeiting. We were, you know. I don't like you right now. At the at, at the time, <laughs> at the time, i, I I've had been.
1: people like do shit like that. Little, little. I never had any major thing, but like things pop up on my credit card. And like, I just recently had like six charges on my card from Montreal, oh, and see, I wasn't that in was that was we weren't.
0: You know, we were like, doing bigger than that. No, we would yeah. go in your bank account and get see, like ten Gs oh, out. there's
1: someone. There are yeah, people yeah, listening don't care right about now. They're your like,
0: credit cards. Who cares about credit cards?
1: How did you start? Like, you said you met this guy, or he's the Well, he was already that. a
0: friend of mine. He was going to school, and he was a genius on the computer. And so uh, that's how it came up. We put together a team of people. He He spoke about his computer skills and what he could do. And then, obviously, I brought the street effect to it. And you know, got the people to go out and cash the checks and to use the counterfeit and this and that. You're, and uh,
1: like ghetto and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: we we put together a tremendous operation. But the downside of such an operation like that, you have to incorporate so many people. And the bottom line, somebody's gonna get caught and they're gonna snitch. And what made it even so crazy is that the people that got caught and snitched on me, if they would have just took the crime, they would have got probation. They didn't even have a previous record. And, but they got down there, they got scared, they'd never yeah. been in trouble, and they just snitched. And uh, it's so funny because I, was, I would be performing, this is during my comedy career, when I first started. So I would be performing in towns, and then not only would I go do the show, but during the town I'd pass counterfeit through the town or whatever. So I was making a killing. I, you know, wait, I, wait,
1: wait, wait I don't understand what that means, though. When you go through a town, what does that mean, pass okay, counterfeit? Okay, say I had
0: a show, and I'll give you an example. I, say I had a show in Minneapolis. Okay, I did. This actually happened. I went to Minneapolis to do some shows, okay? While I was there, I went through Mall of America. This is kind of like when it first opened. And I passed counterfeit in probably 75 stores in Mall of America. All in one day, I hit them all before they even knew what happened.
1: What does that mean, passed counterfeit? Though? like I don't understand what that okay, means. Okay, I
0: would have, a say, a $100 bill. I would go in the store, buy something for $10, get $90 change back. Oh, my yes. God. So...
1: You were recreating, you were fake, pr- you're, I, I'm breathless, you were yes. f- printing fake money? Yes. How?
0: Worked at Kinko's. And I worked there doing the graveyard shift. Shut up. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were sharp. At Kinko's? Kinko's, yes, and How I worked at Graveyard Shift. fake money at Kinko's? Because we had color copiers, and I, and I was an expert at putting it together.
1: But, I mean, don't you need, like, special we, papers? Yes, we ordered
0: that, we found all of that.
1: How do you get that? I mean, like. There's, there's
0: places that sell it.
1: Is it legal to sell that paper?
0: No, not really, but uh, it happens. You can find anything. You can get anything.
1: So there's somebody that was selling this paper that that we make money out of. It's not exactly the same, but it's close enough. Exactly, close enough. And you were bringing it into Kinko's
0: at night. You were working at night, and you would print. And I would lay $100 bills on the color copy screen. Real ones. Copying real ones. And then flip them over, make it double-sided, cut them all out. It took some expertise. I mean, it, was not, it wasn't easy. What were your
1: co-workers Kinko's Kinko doing while you were making these? Kind, were you slipping them some? No,
0: at the time, uh, that's when it was slow, so I'd be the only one working.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. So I, how- I took the graveyard shift just for that. I didn't want to work graveyard. I took it so I could be there by myself. Right. Yeah. And then as the operation grew, Huh. I incorporated one of my co workers so even when we had to add someone else to the graveyard ship because it was somebody night, you knew. It was somebody I knew.
1: Oh my god, is this possible to still I do got, today? I got, I got like monk. somebody could do this right now, right? <clears throat> they could take this There's and-
0: people still trying to but the difference is that that's why you see the signs we don't accept hundred dollar bills, we don't accept fifties. I mean By the end of the hour, we broke it all the way down to twenties and tens. We were making because those were unsuspicious, and we do that because no one, no one at that time was ever thinking about a twenty. Now they even look at your twenties weird. That's because of the things we were doing.
1: I mean, I've so we started with the
0: hundreds and broke it all as they as the hundreds got hot, then we broke it to the fifties, to the twenties, all the way down to the tens.
1: So you would walk into a store with this fake bill. Wait, okay. So how many bills were you printing at Kinkos at night?
0: I mean it, it it would vary. I mean we were thousands of dollars. So you're
1: worth. running through ink at Kinkos too. Yeah. At some point did they go, Well, no, well we No, run they didn't ink.
0: notice because they can't they can't uh they don't monitor that stuff? They can't tell for sure because what if what if I run an order and there's a little and the customer comes and there's a spot on it and you gotta trash all of those, it's too hard to, to count count stuff like that. Oh, they can't go I won't ever hmm, buy s- we're using a lot of ink. Maybe uh, something's happened. Yes, they try to count the number of clicks on the computer and, and copiers and stuff like that. But it's always ways around everything.
1: Crazy. So, okay, so how, how many thousands of dollars did you print at Kinko's, you think? Hundreds Lost,
0: of thousands. Hundreds
1: of thousands. Jeez.
0: Over a year, over a long period of time. So you
1: would go into Mall of America and then drop a couple grand. Yes, yeah, Breaking spend those less down.
0: than 10 bucks. And then uh, get the change back. So then you'd have 90 real dollars. And now, you know, and you know, like I said, I would, there was days I would do that, you know, do it the whole day. I'd go through you know, a few thousand a day. Whatever by the time I hit all these spots. And I would pass them everywhere. I remember one time I went into a, and we would do, you know what really was good back then, like the fast food restaurants. They weren't paying attention back then. I remember one time I went into a McDonald's and you know how you go into arrest the back, and you could see in the back whatever. They literally had a post with my picture on it, with the with the hundred dollar bill saying, "Watch out for these people," whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And so, hold Your on. Your picture
1: so, was so, on so, the on the McDonald's wall. So, yeah.
0: so then, <laughs> I go in, and I they put it in a spot. I mean, this is crazy. They put it in a spot where I could see them. I walked in, I seen the the memo they had for the coworkers, "Watch out for these," and I looked at it. And I didn't pass one there. I just bought something and I left. Because they would have been waiting for me. And I happened to see... They put it right there in the front where I could see myself. Wait, so you mean you didn't turn around and walk out because you'd have gotten caught? So you just... I just bought something with regular money, and I, I didn't do nothing there. But what that had meant is that had been passed through all the McDonald's across the country. You the memo <laughs> had been sent. Watch out for this guy. So wherever I was at, I How can't How did they recall. know you? Did they
1: have a picture of you, like on the ca- the surveillance camera? Yeah,
0: enough of them. Yeah, yeah, oh. they had them. yeah. <laughs> and plus, they knew they were looking for the bills, and they were looking for the like the numbers that we used because we would keep using the same, you know, some of the same numbers. Why serial numbers? Because people didn't know. Why should we keep use? What we gonna do? Keep uh, going to the bank, getting different hundred dollar bills. We just kept using a lot of the same ones. Oh, so that one would keep coming up. Yeah. So then once that number, those numbers got hot, then you switch hundred dollar bills. So I was able to go in there and I seen the memo, and I'm like, oh my god. Like I said, by this time they had alerted every McDonald's in the country. That's what it was, because I had never even been to that mcdonald's that had the memo so it was everyone so oh then i gosh. knew not we knew not to go to mcdonald's but They put anymore. it
1: so that you could see your own face so you yeah, knew would not do it like instead well they didn't
0: put it i mean they just it was just one of those spots where you could see to lucky the you back. saw it
1: you would have gotten caught right then right
0: yeah they, they would have known yeah they would have they were looking for it. yeah that is true Might not have gotten <laughs> caught because there was times that people knew something was up uh one time this is the honest truth i can even make this one time we were Me and my boy, we was in Des Moines, Iowa, (laughs) and they had a mall there. And I went through the mall, and I must have hit, like, 30 spots. So somehow, before I left the mall, they knew it was counterfeit. So the police started following me, whatever, and I seen them. And now, one thing I said, I mean, I was always a a great basketball player, but I was not that fast. But I outran these police. I ran. I hid under a dumpster in an alley. And my buddy who was with me, he went back to the hotel we were staying in. He waited for me. He thought they called me, whatever. I showed up at the hotel like two hours later because I stayed underneath the, on the ground underneath the dumpster for over an hour while they passed. They had helicopters going, <gasps> everything, and they didn't find me. And I went back to the oh hotel. My, and my gosh. buddy was sitting there. He was like, dude, you are unbelievable. And yeah, but I, I ran. I literally ran and got away from him.
1: So you were just like, at a place where you could have been caught at any time. Yeah,
0: there was about three or four times before I finally got caught that I could have been caught. Wow. Yeah.
1: But it was still too good to stop.
0: Yeah, because I wasn't worried about it. What I mean by it is that I knew that the, you know, that's at that point we start checking. Laws or whatever. I knew the c- the crime didn't carry that much time, so even if I got caught, it wasn't gonna be that big of a deal. You what know? was?
1: I mean, what was the? But because you had the previous, is why it made it yeah, such a big see, deal. one
0: thing about the federal prison is that they base their sentence on your previous. Re- you, you, it's based on the crime you commit.
1: Are you like a lawyer now because you've done so yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> know. I know a lot
0: of. Yeah, I know yeah. a lot. Yeah, and <laughs> that's funny. There's a lot of jailhouse stories, but but based on the. Um, their sentences are based on the crime that you commit and your record. It's like a graph. The crime you commit goes to a certain level, and then the, 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 the stuff that you've done. And they use everything against you, from traffic tickets to everything, to boost your sentence. So like I said, if I wouldn't have had any previous record, I would have gotten probation. So there was never any fear of a long-term sentence. And the federal prison was uh, a lot more relaxed than the state prison. what do you mean oh i mean it was different because in state prison you got every type of criminal in federal prison you know you might have a senator you might have a congressman there you might have you know i was i was in prison where john Gotti was at
1: no way so So you're like you're like in there with the elite
0: criminals yes so they (laughs) so the treatment is way better because you know there's there's wealthy people there you know there's There's millionaires in federal prison. That's
1: probably where you can really learn how to be an amazing criminal.
0: Yeah, so the food was better. I mean, the treatment was better and everything because of the clientele. You know, state prison, they treat you, you know, any kind of way. But federal prison, they have to monitor how they treat you because there's people there with money, and they don't don't want any outside problems or any people calling their family and saying, look, this is what's going on.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. See, I would have thought that federal would
1: have been worse on some no, level i don't know why the federal
0: facilities are always nicer they're cleaner everything oh. state facilities are you know oh. that's a living hell but federal prison
1: wait how long were you in the state one
0: state for uh, two years
1: oh my god and 18 months in the federal yes that's a lot of time so
0: basically wow. been incarcerated about close to five years of my life
1: wait so so did you have to share a cell with someone in federal
0: prison Uh, yeah. Well, at some points, it just varies. Some points I shared a cell, and then uh, sometimes you didn't have to.
1: So did you have, like, some influential person? Yes,
0: I did. It's funny you said that. Uh, That's kind of what turned my life around. I had a, uh, I had a cellmate in federal prison. He was in his 40s at the time. Black man, really great guy. Uh, Unfortunately, he was charged with selling cocaine, being like the leader of a ring or whatever. And obviously he was in his 40s, and they were going to give him like 40 years, so that was life. So, uh, and here I he am. He must have
1: been pretty important to be selling cocaine well, and end
0: up with 40 years. because No, you don't you have did, to be that important. Because you, you did
1: two to, years for selling drugs. Well, that was,
0: that was a different time. Between the time that I went to prison and the, that time, the sentences got harsher. since during that time. And that's the thing that's wrong now because unfortunately it's the law is designed to keep black people in prison. And what I mean because most black people, if they use cocaine they they use it in the rock form. Most white people, if they use cocaine they use it in the powder form. If you have the same amount of cocaine in rock form as as somebody does in powder, the sentence is like a hundred times worse. Like, a person can have Like, I I knew a kid when I was in there. He had literally $50 worth of rock cocaine. They gave him seven years. He was 19 years old. He had never been in any trouble. Okay. Now, if someone comes in with $50 worth of powder cocaine, you're not getting any time at all. So they knew when they designed these laws that it would help keep black people locked up. The, The crack laws are way harsher than the powder cocaine laws. So here this guy was you know, looking at the rest of his life in prison for just selling some cocaine. And, he, and what made his thing even worse that he never got caught with any cocaine. They never found anything on him. It's just that people said he was selling. So that's the other way they use to, hold on, Now you have a look on your face. The reason, <laughs> that's to use the word, I mean, that's how they, they use it to keep the black men locked up, too. Uh, it's like guilty by association. It's like if, if enough people say that you're doing something the feds can just lock you up on it and basically they don't even hardly have to have any proof.
1: Wow, 40 years of his life. Yes,
0: yeah, so then he was able to, you know, during that, you know, and then it was even crazy that they put somebody like me in a cell with him because I only had 18 months and here's this guy basically facing the rest of his life because one thing about federal prison is that you do most of your time. As in state prison, you can get out in half the time. You know, like if you got 20 years, you can do 10 and get out. If you have 20 years in federal prison, you're doing 18 of them. So all of that, you know, you know it makes it suck in. He was influential in my life, and he was telling me, like, hey, man, you know, my life is over. You know, you got another chance. Go out there, do something with yourself. Don't come back here. Don't throw your life away. And all of that helped me, and since then, I've been cool. I've been on a straight and narrow.
1: You know what I think everybody's wondering right now? Butt sex or no butt sex, blow job or no blow job, bottom <laughs> or top. <laughs>
0: Did nah, you see you, a
1: lot of that stuff go down?
0: No, nah, you know what, uh you have
1: to affiliate yourself, right? Like to keep, nah, I mean, you know true? what,
0: to be honest, when it comes to stuff like that in prison, yes, there has been people who who have been raped in prison, it's not but most people who take part in it, it's cause they really wanted to. I mean, it's funny because because of my size and everything, a lot of my family members were always afraid like, you know, something might happen or whatever. But you know, those types of people they know you're who to, pretty. Yeah, they, they know who to <laughs> they know who to come at that type of stuff with and they know you who got not nice to. lips. And uh, and I never had <laughs> I never just had responding. <laughs> I never had too many problems, you know. Because one I mean, especially on that end, I never had a problem with that, but one time uh, I was playing dominoes in prison, gambling, which you're not supposed to do. And I was winning, and you know how black people are playing dominoes. We're talking, sh- you know, we're slamming the bones on the table and everything going crazy. And so this guy, this big guy, he was big. He got upset, and he was like, you know, you keep talking. Uh, I'm going to beat your ass, whatever. Like, and so at that point, I had to do something to, I couldn't just ignore it. So what I did was I let the table get quiet. I looked him straight in the face, and I said, you know what? you're gonna be here a while, I'm gonna be here a while. If you put your hands on me, you better not never go to sleep in here, ever. And once people listened at me and they heard me, even though I was a little guy, and they see me stand up for myself, I never had a problem, never again from that day forward. Everybody was like, just don't let that that guy, little guy over there crazy. Plus people (laughs) would come in from the streets who knew me and then, you know, solidified everything for people. But that's what I told him. And I never had another problem.
1: I can't believe what dominoes you're not allowed to play in prison?
0: Gamble. Oh, gambling. He was mad because he was losing money and I was talking.
1: Oh, there you go. And you put him in his place. Yeah,
0: I probably I probably was up ten top ramen soups on him by that time. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, a half a pack of cigarettes. I didn't even smoke.
1: So he had reason to be mad. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but... That tripped people out when I said that, and then they knew that I was somebody not to be messed with. And that's right. the way I felt. Like, okay, you, you know, you're a big dude. I mean, fighting you is going to be a task, but but then you better not never go to sleep. And you got to go to sleep. Right. Sooner or later.
1: That's how you deal with it, right?
0: That's how you deal with it.
1: Toby, man, it's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's a, it's oh, a fascinating story. Thanks for having story. me. Thanks for I could talk to you for hours.
0: I know. I could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I truly enjoyed it, too. This is uh, therapy. Yeah. Getting all of this stuff out. I mean, even reliving some of it and thinking about it, it just reminds me how far I've come. Sometimes I forget, you know. We don't think about it. But this helped remind me. So I'm grateful uh, to share my story with the world. Hopefully, it will benefit someone else. And if they're doing anything that they shouldn't be doing, that they'll hear this and they'll know that there's other ways. And just try your best to do the right thing. Because no one's perfect. But... Just try to stay out of trouble and um, well, and have I a good think life.
1: the benefit comes into play right here where somebody goes, fucking A, I'm going to print some $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> You're an influential man. <laughs> that's too
0: funny. That's too funny.
1: Toby, thank you so
2: much.
0: Thanks for having me. Ten.
2: Everything I just heard, like everything you said and he said back, like, that is so not my world. Like that's com- that couldn't be further removed from any experience I had growing up. I, I don't think I'd last a minute in prison. Like like when it, when he's like I said to that guy, We I'm here for a while, you're here for a while, <laughs> you d- touch like I,
1: I i'm here for a while you're here for let's you, bed together yeah, let me exactly. just give you my asshole I'm here now for a while, <laughs>
2: you're here for a while so why why fight why, why should we fight well, let's be free it'd be much nicer <laughs> if we're, not like you bet you will never yeah. sleep like you will you know Let's, let's maybe we'll sleep together like if that's what it comes like i don't i don't know how this <laughs> works yet maybe i mean like it's, like I'll, I've, I've asked the guards what the situation but they're not helping I like your lips
1: are pretty boy yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah i would probably i would definitely be someone's bitch within a few minutes in prison like i wouldn't last long that's that's not a place i'd want to go but yeah he's pretty amazing like how he got away with something for so long
2: yeah and i guess i guess the you don't get into it directly like you know he had a slow entry to that you don't go straight from zero to counterfeiting money and spreading it across america and Right. breaking into you start sneaking draining across money. the
1: border or getting away with little things right. like sneaking into sex conventions,
2: but that's the thing. Like, it's just like you don't go straight to that, but still you have to have a certain mindset, you have to have a certain ability to stay really cool in, that, in those situations. like if I walked in with a $100 bill that I knew was counterfeit, I would look so shifty. <laughs> like, I look so shifty. Be, like, I look shifty when I've got a real $100 bill that I'm trying to pay. No, that just like, doesn't belong. <laughs> like, even that, like, a, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like, I've got $100. It, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel
1: the same way. Like, can you break this for me? Because I, yeah.
2: Like, I'm a monster. I'm aware of this. I know this is a lot of money, and I shouldn't have, like, I don't.
1: <laughs> you know, they take out that, like, um marker and kind of look at it in the light and I'm always worried that what if it really is a counterfeit and I didn't I mean I wouldn't have known even if I had one on me like half
2: the time if you got it you got it from some dodgy comedy club owner (laughs) like in the middle of nowhere like oh he gave me an envelope with these notes in it i presume it's Do they just
1: take it too? Like at that point, if they find a fake, they just take it. And it was like you're a hundred bucks. Like, it yeah. that was like a hundred bucks that I, I don't earned. know what
2: the rules are in that. It's yeah, not I like don't know. Like a fake ID, I gotta confiscate that now. Yeah, and then you're like, but like like that was my money.
1: I earned that, like even though it's not real. Yeah, you're not a
2: cop. You work in CVS. This <laughs> isn't the deal. But <laughs> you can go through police training. What <laughs> give gives you the right, give right give to confiscate me back my fake, fake, notes? fake
1: hundred? I'll try it somewhere else. Because yeah. now, if you did have a fake hundred and you knew it was a fake hundred that you got,
2: well, I wouldn't be able to. Like if I had that hundreds the only thing i would be able to do that would, like try and get any kind of money back is trace it back down the line like the only thing i could do is go okay i know i got this from because you don't get a hundred dollar bill in in change from a store so it, like it would be from someone who paid me so right. i guess i could then go back to that person and go hey you gave me a fake hundred you gave me a counterfeit note but but i certainly wouldn't even for a second attempt to pass it off anywhere else like i wouldn't go." Particularly in America, because I'm in America, I'm doubly scared of criminal stuff because I'm on a visa.
1: Right, you could get into trouble.
2: Yeah, and I, I, were you ever on a visa when you?
1: No, I was came born over? in Canada, but raised in Texas. My parents are both Americans, so because so I you've was always born in Canada, y- well, I have both. Yeah, I've always had both citizenships. Right. So. if
2: if you're like me, you're over on a on a visa. I'm constantly scared about things that are going to have my visa taken away from. Like it's not easy to get the visa in the first place. And any hint of criminality, even the kind of stuff that no one, that you'd laugh off if you're American, like a a misdemeanor, would go on my record. And when I try and renew my visa the next time, I'd have to go, I did this thing as well. So, I know, do you still want me (laughs) in your country?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So
2: certainly, like, I couldn't break into someone's bank account and steal 10 grand from them.
1: Right, right. You get caught and you go home. Yeah. Interesting. Oh I yeah. I go to
2: prison and then I go home. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then you make friends with that guy. Yeah. I, I've never really done anything seriously criminal, but um but I have snuck into things before. When you were talking about sneaking into that convention, that's something that I wouldn't worry about doing.
2: You, you you're good at being brazen on that kind of thing.
1: I mean I just if I wanted to go in like I wouldn't do it if I had to pay money to get in or something I was taking away from somebody I would feel a little weird about that but if it's just a right. convention like I just want to kind of walk stuff?
2: in what have, what have you snuck into
1: uh, well I used to work as a photographer and um, in the media so I had press passes and stuff but some so
2: you kind of half walk the walk right like yeah it, I've done I, you know I've done that kind of thing before like I've, I've been at festivals that I'm <sighs> at legitimately like a music festival or a comedy festival that I'm performing at and I've gone into like the backstage bit that I'm not necessarily meant to be at right like I've right. been at uh, um, like a music festival where I'm only meant to be able to get backstage at like these three stages, but I've got backstage at a fourth one as well. Right, right. Because I've right. just got enough wristbands and enough laminates, right, So you h- just you don't go get stopped. I look official, and I I can do that. Like if I, if I'm semi official already, but maybe don't have exactly That's the right credential. I like c- me, that I can do.
1: Like the I, when there there was a Republican convention in Houston, uh-huh. and I wanted to get photos of the presidents and everybody like i just wanted to build my portfolio and i had a, a pass okay. to get me into the convention but not to the floor there was right. three rings of security with you know serious security to get to the floor because
2: there's serious high-level yeah. politicians exactly there? and
1: i snuck right down to the floor i was right really close to the stage what uh, did
2: you do to get past each ring
1: um i tried for hours to go through each door that was an actual entrance uh-huh. and then i discovered an elevator that went between the floors and there was no security guarding the elevator so i went down
2: that's sloppy security work
1: yeah yeah and i was able to get down to the floor and then there was a ring of security to get through and i i um i banded myself with a group of ralliers they're people that are invited in to the convention are actually given posters to look like homemade posters to hold on the floor and cheer right but they're people they are they're legitimate like republican whatever but i
2: but they still kind of they're still dressing them a bit they're still costuming them up
1: right and so yeah i kind of like stood with them and as um we were walking through through that last ring of security a woman grabbed me and screamed where's your p- pass and i i just blurted out i don't know i dropped it and she put one in my hand and pushed me through the door <laughs> so i i guess that you know they really didn't care maybe it was it was a little bit Less secure probably then than that it is now. But I used to sneak into like concerts and stuff to Oh really? But it was always for kind of this purpose of building my portfolio. And I, I always made an effort to try and get the images published.
2: But Right. I and if you look if you if you have a camera around your neck, like a proper like a serious camera.
1: Yeah, you look like you belong.
2: Yeah, you look official. It's like I think you can get into anywhere if you have overalls on.
1: Interesting, right? And like a set of keys or something. Yeah, if you
2: got like workman's overalls and you're carrying a you're carrying a, some tools or a ladder. Yeah. Like, why would that guy try to sneak into the concert carrying a ladder?
1: Right, right. That's that's a good point. So, if you'd have had a ladder as you walked into that sex convention, you wouldn't have felt as weird. Yeah.
2: And if anyone stopped me, I'm like, it's a sex ladder. (laughs) I'm
1: selling. I can't believe you
2: don't know about that. You are such a prude. What kind of a sheltered life have you led when you don't know how to use a ladder in the bedroom?
1: Right, and then absurd. you'd walk right through.
2: Just walk right through, and then have it over my shoulder and spin around like in an old right. Stick.
1: <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're printing counterfeit.
2: There we go. That's how it, that, a, I say it's a straight shoot from that to that. Like I'm so amazed by people like Toby who just who are able to do that.
1: And I know I am too. I could like never. I it shouldn't
2: be. Like it's not probably not a good trade. I am in awe of criminals, but it's just.
1: Well, you know what, I, I don't, he wasn't actually directly trying to hurt anyone, he was just trying to make it, you know, yeah. make his way.
2: And and you know, if I if I were going to have my money stolen, I have had my money stolen by, um, like I had my credit card cloned. Yeah, me uh, too. Which, yeah, uh, and it's, it's annoying. Right. Like it just, it got cloned as well, so it wasn't even stolen, like they just suddenly called me up and went, hey, did you buy these? $260 worth of stuff in Nordstrom or whatever. And I was like, no, that wasn't me. Uh, I don't know how people
1: get away with that either nowadays with all the cameras and stuff I don't everywhere.
2: Know. You know what I think it is, is when it's only like $200, $300, half the time, it is so much easier for the credit card company just to go screw it and just write <laughs> it off than it is to just go through a whole investigation process. I guess. I, mean, I just but don't know. W- but yeah, that amazes me. When they, because when they quite a few of those payments, like if they went to just sh- little corner shops somewhere in the middle of nowhere with no cameras and that's where they spent the money then I get it but they went into some big department stores and some gas stations but gas
1: stations always get it like they're filling up their car everywhere yeah Yeah. I've had Um, that happen several times
2: so that's that's ballsy on their part but all it happened for me was I got this phone call and they went hey are these calls were these charges you and like no I haven't even been to that town and then we went through the things and ticked off what was me and what wasn't me and then they gave me the money back
1: well, since you're traveling around everywhere, and where can people find you? How can we?
2: Where can people? The easiest way is to f- follow me on things like Facebook and Twitter. There is just at Matt or Facebook slash Matt You're going to get the spelling wrong. It's K-I-R-S-H-E-N, but most people don't remember that. So Google my name, and it'll give you the right spelling. Google's clever like that.
1: Well, oh, my I God. I, I use Google to spell things all the oh, time completely. because I can't. Like yeah.
2: it, just, it, it guesses it now. It's, re- it's creepy. Um, And then I do a podcast called uh, Probably Science. That's probably science uh, with a couple of friends of mine where we go through the week in science news with comedians. How fun. Yeah, it um, started off a couple of years ago. It's it's been been really fun doing it now, and uh, we're doing the LA Podcast Festival as well. So any Los Angeles people go to that. And
1: this week you're doing Comedy Juice, right?
2: I am doing Comedy Juice. I'm doing a variety of Comedy Juices. Uh, So if you want to catch me this week doing stand-up, go to. Go to the Comedy Juice nights. But I'm always getting in L.A. and hopefully in a town near you at some point. Awesome, yeah. And, I'm
1: and also, if you guys want to catch me, I'm, I'm in town this week. But I'm very excited to announce um, in October, the 18th, 19th, and 20th, I'm going to be in Schaumburg at the Chicago
2: Improv there. So, oh, nice. Um,
1: if you're in that area, guys, come out and support. I'm very excited to have that date.
2: Oh, that's very cool.
1: So um, every week, Matt, we bring a new band So this week we're featuring a band that's uh, covering Jackson Brown's Somebody's Baby. Give it up for free Free energy. energy.
3: listening to perfect 10 tune in next week when we'll do it again hit up facebook and twitter and tell all of your friends and well you get the idea subscribe visit our page on itunes leave us plenty of comments and a high rating check out our website at perfect10pod.com we'll see you next week suckers